Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better. Welcome to the One Year No Beer podcast. I am Andy Romalch. What a week it has been. Just to keep this topical, we had the ultimate power-up live event in London, sellout. What a brilliant, uh, you know, a day that we had actually together to see, you know, so many of the, the legends of One Year No Beer like in the flesh. We took the online, offline, and we smashed it. It was unbelievable. Like the vibrancy, the life, the energy in the room was just stunning. And just to see so many people come together, many people travelled on their own, didn't know each other only through the online platform, many people, or didn't know each other at all. And to see the bars, the atmosphere in the room was stunning. Everyone trying to be just a little bit better. Everyone trying to make those breakthroughs that are going to change their world in a little bit, coming together with like-minded people was just stunning. And there was a brilliant bit at the end of the event, about sort of six o'clock, we all headed up into the bar, into the into the hotel. And many of the, the guests came, came to join us. There's probably about 50 or so of us up there. And we drunk the bar dry. Not many times I've been able to say that in my life. We drunk the bar dry of alcohol-free beer. And if you'd looked at our group, you would never have known in a million years that here was a group of people that had come together that weren't drinking alcohol. And I think that just sums it up. We had a fantastic day. People actually made real connection, talked about real things without a drop of alcohol in sight. It was stunning. Um, The guest speakers were amazing. Rui and I buzzed around, jumped about and danced and sang and had a right old laugh. It was just a cracking day. We're going to do more of those events, by the way. It was such a success. We will definitely be running more. Maybe we'll take it international. Let's talk of Ireland. Let's talk of the US. It is all happening. But anyway, before I go on too much about that wonderful live event, uh, this week's podcast is a guy, William Schufelt, who set up the Athletic Brewing Company. And I love this story. It's a really good chat because here he was, a high-flying business guy, and started to change his relationship with alcohol and then realised there wasn't actually many options. There wasn't that craft beer type option. There was the standard big breweries that have the, the usual selection of which they are getting better and better, I must admit. But isn't it great that we've got these bright minds now going out of their way to create craft beers that are alcohol free? And I think it's a great message. Um, William's a stunning guy. It's got loads to say. I think it's a podcast you're really going to enjoy. And it just shows a different side of this alcohol-free movement. The guys behind the scenes making the alcohol-free alternatives. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Mark my words, in the next few years, this whole genre of alcohol, whether that's in wines, whether that's in beers, is going to be massive. Enjoy. Bill, how's it going? Hey, good thanks, Andy. How are you? Very good, my man. I'm excited to talk to you. I found a lot of inspiration in your group. It's exciting to be on the phone with you. You know, I love meeting people that, uh, well, one, just trying to transform the world a little bit, you know, whatever way that or shape that takes, whether it's alcohol-free or diet or exercise or all these things. You know, I'm a total believer in we're, we're all sort of office athletes in many ways, you know, that we should be optimizing our lives in every way we can to be the best, you know, whether that's to be a better dad or a better, you know, husband or better at your job. I think it's all the same thing. 
Oh, I 100% agree. I So the first article yours I've ever read was, it was a comparison. It was like, it's so apparent to athletes why alcohol is like negligent to performance. Why isn't this known in the business world as like, it just really spoke to me. And I'd been sober for about four years at the time. And it's it's just so obvious to me that when you have more waking hours of your mind actually functioning well, you're more likely to eat healthy, think better, have better family relationships, have better external relationships. And everything is just so positively self-fulfilling that people become so much more productive when they don't have these six to 10 hours of just downtime where they're on like an alcohol slog. I totally agree with everything you just said about the positive impact of stopping drinking. And that's really where I went from me from just it being a business idea to being something where I immediately knew I had to quit my job and do it was when I thought about the positive impact we could have on this country and the world if we just took away a little of the stigma around not drinking. I love it. Let's, I mean, let's just dive straight in because I think we're on a roll already before we've even began. Yeah. And you're right. And I remember the article on LinkedIn. And this is a big thing of mine is trying to link, uh, you know, the whole athletic world with the everyday world. You know, why are we any different? I don't see any difference between the athlete who's going for gold and the guy who wants to be a better dad or better his job or the mum that wants to be a better partner or parent. You know, I think these things are equally as important, if not a lot more important than um, gunning for gold, as it were. So anything we can do to optimize our lives to be the best version of ourselves, then I'm all up for that. I had to go on the podcast just recently, a guy called Nick Littlehouse, and he's a sleep coach, would you believe? He goes to all the big clubs, all the big football clubs, American football clubs as well, um, and helps them optimize their sleep because they've all realized. And he, in his book, he mentions this one line that stood out for me. He said, when you speak to an athlete and you talk to them about optimizing their sleep, the difference between an athlete and an everyday person is the athlete has connected the difference or any marginal gains to improvements in their performance. Therefore, they don't question it. They just do it. Whereas the everyday person hasn't made those links. They don't realize that actually by sleeping better or taking a break from alcohol, they're going to be better parents, you know, better at their job. And and that's what I think I'm trying to help break down along with, you know, people like yourself are starting to change the landscape of what's going on. So something you just mentioned there that let's let's sort of almost start towards the beginning. You mentioned that you 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 left your job you said i've got to go and i've got to go and make this happen let's, let's rewind a bit and start around there when that start that realization started to happen yeah so uh something very similar to what you just said actually about being a better dad being better with your family being a better husband like so i stopped drinking about six months before i got married i was kind of just doing an evaluation of my life i hadn't like wrapped my car around a tree or anything but i was just totally immature with my drinking and I would get too excited, too social. I never knew when to shut it down. And it would ruin, like, if, like, a friend came into town, I'd stay out too late. It would ruin the next day. I'd be less productive at work. But I'd also not spend any quality time with my wife on those two days, you know. And I just realized that I didn't want my unborn children in the future to ever know me like that. As I was getting married, I wanted to be a better husband who was always present. I wanted to be healthier. I was finding much more satisfying workouts. And also, I didn't want to have down days at work. It's like a very, the professional world these days is a game of inches. And people can't afford to be like 
at a quarter of their best for six hours anymore. You're right. And this is another thing. This is another analogy that I didn't dig into there. In the corporate world, in the professional world, it is a competition, whether we like it or not. It's a competition like the competition for the athlete going for gold. It's the same thing. It's the marginal gains that you just said make all the difference. Therefore, again, it's connecting the dots to the fact that all of these marginal gains, whether it's around alcohol, sleep or diet or exercise, is connected. You know, brilliant point. In the professional world these days, people are so competitive and so trained for their jobs. It's like lining up for an Olympic sprint race and like one guy's just finished doing a dizzy bat or something and like one guy's ready to sprint. It's like, it's absolutely crazy that people like show up super hungover and expect that like that's going to be a decent work day or a productive relationship day. Um, so it's, it's so crazy. And as soon as I gave myself three months off from drinking, and really got in the community and saw how rewarding it was and how just like positively virtuous the cycle was when you have three new hours of thinking every night where your head is clear and some of my best hours of the week turned into between six and 8 a.m. on weekend mornings. And it's like, that's where you find your adventure and your fitness and life just got so much better and it was so clear. You know, I've got the biggest smile across my face at the moment because <laughs> Just listening to your story, and you mentioned this right at the start, there's going to be lots of parallels. It's just so similar. You know, it, the, the time for me was the weekends. I got those hours back. You know, that two or three hours a day has, has transformed my life in so many ways. You know, I, did, I you know, went back to study the degrees, the master's degrees, set up this whole uh, one, you know, be a movement. That all happened in those two or three hours that not drinking gave me back. It's just huge. Oh, I have... I found this, like you just said, I found this intellectual curiosity that I hadn't had for 12 years or so. I hadn't had since high school. And I just found myself reading new content on the internet, watching videos to like further my education just spontaneously. And um, really topics I hadn't discovered in like 12 years. And so, um, and yeah, I love on your Instagram and everything. And in your articles, it's so clear like how, like just much energy you have to be outdoors on weekends. And that's something that just doesn't exist in like in an alcohol drenched world. So I worked in finance for 12 years um, at a very high profile competitive hedge fund, uh, SAC in point 72. And so it was super intense. Um, and so it was immediately fulfilling to not have alcohol in my life, in my professional life, which was great. Um, but it was so it was a very stable and great job. Like I loved the people I worked with yeah. and it just wasn't rewarding to me. Um, but I, like, I wasn't an ideas guy. I wasn't like someone who had a hundred ideas and just chose one. Like I never, ever had a idea period to <laughs> something entrepreneurial. And literally the first idea I ever, so two years into my sobriety, I told my wife we were walking to dinner one night in Jamaica and I was like, you know, the dinner options are going to be so, the drink options at this dinner are going to be so bad. I remember exactly where I was and I was like, I can't believe no one has made a good non-alcoholic craft beer. Like I should definitely make one. Um, and I'd gone to college in Vermont where there's incredible craft beer. I lived in New York where it's all over the place. Um, and I just really missed premium beverages for people yeah. who don't, and want to be social and there was no reason why people who want to be healthy active and positive in their life 
can't go to bars and get a good drink or can't go to a restaurant and enjoy something that's as premium as a glass of wine. Um, and so I just constantly found that frustration in my life as I was improving every other aspect of my life. There was this huge void. And the second I told my wife, I remember exactly where we were standing at this resort. And she was like, that's a great idea. You should do this. And like the rest of that week in Jamaica, we basically started doing market research and that didn't stop. Yeah. I was waking up at like four 30 in the morning and doing a couple hours of research before I'd go to work. I'd work on it again at night, calling equipment suppliers in Germany. And like it all went on for two years and I built out my whole business plan on nights and weekends. And then, but I kind of hit a plateau. And as I said, I wasn't like, it's so hard to leave a stable or financially rewarding job. Um, especially when, you're young and like, you just like, I don't know, you, I'm worried about like savings and like, what if we have kids? And, um, and then my wife and I were out to dinner and we were just talking about the huge positive impact it could have. Um, and that's when I actually quit my job like three days later. That was like December 29th. And, and I walked and January. Sort of almost pause there and, and dive into that a little bit deeper because yeah. that is monumental really isn't it from that like as you said you weren't an ideas man here you were strolling along and do you know what some of the best ideas come at the most you know i, I think when you're at your most relaxed almost and you're yeah. almost not trying to overthink it and there it was it bubbled up and then you're off aren't you you've got that instant burst of entrepreneurial energy i think to go and research that stuff has happened to me a lot and then exactly as you describe it there's often a plateau it's like you start to run out of a little bit of steam and then it's like what next the realities of life kick in as well don't they like you know what about families and security and all this sort of stuff and then there's that crescendo of do you know what? i'm going to go all in so how did that feel what was that sort of day like or that decision because it obviously happened quite quickly in the end if you know what i mean even though it was a slow burn it was quite a quick thing how, how was you feeling around that time yeah it was so the momentum of our market research and enthusiasm for this one single idea was huge and it was consumed all my life outside of work for two years. And I know I was how that feels. About it. And uh, yeah, and um, it was all of a sudden when we just started, because in recovery and going to AA, I'd helped like five to 10 people get through the bulk of AA and come out on the other side and have more productive lives. And that was really like the most rewarding experiences of my life. Um, and it was really when my wife and I were at dinner talking about connecting the dots between that experience. And then if we obliterated the stigma around non-alcoholic beer in this country by making a great, like a really high quality beer that was cool to drink for healthy and active people and really just gave better options to those who don't drink and made it normal to not drink at bars and stuff, all of a sudden the positive impact was just like everywhere. And I basically didn't sleep for two nights because I was so excited and walked in and quit my job. Oh, I love uh, it. That is powerful. Yeah. You know, and it, these decisions are just huge, aren't they, in your life? But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I love hearing people's stories that have had that courage of conviction to, to go for it, you know, all in. Not, not only to create something entrepreneurial, but also to try and do something in the world that's going to hopefully make things a little bit better. And I genuinely believe the craft beer market i think one is going to be absolutely huge i mean ab inbev um i think are predicted by 20 25 25 percent or something of all their productions going alcohol free i mean that you're on bang on trend put it that way which is also exciting 
Yeah. And we're just really excited to like help other people do it well and make a huge impact. And yeah, it so clearly became like the biggest risk in my life wasn't doing this and moving on this. The biggest risk was not doing anything and potentially leaving the one time I could have a big positive impact on the world on the sidelines and like, just like go back to my day job. Um, yeah, and I think as well, and a key point here is, and I come across this a lot, I do quite a lot of coaching around this, is like not making a decision is a decision. For sure. If, and people, don't, people miss that. You know, they think, oh, if I stay here, it's safe and I know where I am. But that's still a decision. It's a decision not to act. So, again, power to you. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. It's, it's really all my wife, too. It's like her – she. She she's like my best critic and best advisor. She can be like my best critic when I'm burning too hot, and then when I'm about to, when just everything seems to be going wrong, she's like the best at lifting me up. And yeah, I give her a hundred percent of the credit for being there in those two pivotal moments I described, and being like, "That's an incredible idea." Like, and it's it just like really having her support and encouragement to go for it was like so key in my life, also. Because then I knew we'd be in it together. And then another interesting thing about, like, kind of an aside, but kind of what we're talking about also, is, like, how much better me and my wife, me and my wife dated for 14 years before we got married. And we got married the year I got sober. And it's amazing how much better our communication has gotten since I got sober. And we, like, so clearly articulate, like, what are our five-year goals? What are our 10-year goals? And... Like, what do we think about these specific elements of our lives? And it's amazing how much getting sober has gotten us on the same track as a team and moving towards like 10 year goals, which um, it's just it's just not possible. If one person's running Believe muck all the time. Again, my relationships blossomed in the in the office and at, at home. And my relationship now is, again, like yourself, is better than ever with my wife. And these are the things that people don't always pick up on these are the advantages i'm always trying to get across to people you know it's not just the obvious stuff like the energy and the vitality and all that sort of stuff it's the it's the it's the fringe almost like the relationships just get so much better you know you get that time back you get that energy back no even financially you save a lot of money by not drinking these are all the things that people just don't really take into consideration but of all of those things i think improved relationships with those that you love is the number one thing because that's what life's all about, isn't it? It's about connections, about love. It's about you know being there for those people that you're you're close to. And going alcohol free, in my opinion, is is probably the number one thing you can ever do. And the great irony of that is that people assume, or the great conventional wisdom is that you need alcohol to be connected and to have fun socially, and it's great for building relationships. But in truth. I believe, anyway, personally, it's the opposite. You know, you actually enhance all those relationships when you stop drinking. For sure. And I think you just nailed it on the head and put it to words so much better than I ever could. It's, I so quickly realized that my friends didn't care at all what I was drinking. They just wanted me there at the bars or at the events. Or, and my wife loves it that, say, at the end of a wedding, she doesn't have to corral me. And I can just drive like her and another couple home safely at night. And it's like, and I'm there fresh the next morning where like the next day regrets and hangovers are debilitating where 
Like I enjoyed buying my friends drinks and spending time with them more than I ever enjoyed any alcohol beverage or drinking myself. And it's, it's such a misconception that people aren't going to fit in if they're not drinking. It, if you're sober and not worried about like getting back in line to get your next drink, going to the bathroom, you're going to be standing there listening with a clear head and having such more insightful things than you realize that when you stand there in bars now sober and you hear people talk and like the drunk guy just says the same thing over and over all night. And you're like, I, I had to sound just like that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's the bit that always almost, I'm slightly embarrassed, you know, when you do see it, don't you? You see the guy that thinks he's great and he's telling the same stories over and over again, probably thinks he's God gift or, you know, likewise, men and women, same thing. And you think, oh, that was probably me at one point in my life, you know, when I thought I was hilarious and, you know, everyone was entertained with my antics and really probably I just looked like a bit of a drunk bloke, you know, and it's... I'm oh, so pleased that's just not me anymore. Yeah, my same three jukebox songs. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there, and it's a bit cringeworthy, but it's so nice to be able to step away from that and look back and 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 think, I just don't behave like that anymore. I've moved on. Life is, you know, there's so much richer. It's, there's so much more to this than meets the eye, and you, you nailed it there. You can absolutely be sociable. I'm all about being sociable. Like just this weekend... Um, I was at a Spartan races. I don't know if you're familiar with the Spartan races. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did one a couple of weeks ago. I love them. Oh, brilliant. Right. So we went to the first one ever in Ireland, actually. We we took a whole crew from One You Know Beer. That was a fantastic experience. For me, that was so sociable. We were drinking non-alcoholic beers, like from Guinness, actually, funny enough. I've got their uh, non-alcoholic drink. We were handing them out at the end of the race, and it was so cool. It was so social to be in a really inspirational environment like that, having really pushed ourselves to the limits physically. At the end of it, there was that big celebration where people were coming together. They didn't need the alcohol in the beer, but they wanted an excuse to be together, and it was nice to celebrate with something that was a bit special, which was an alcohol-free alternative. And that's why I think what you're doing is stunning because it's allowing for that. It's facilitating like men and women come together to be sociable, feeling grown up, but you're skipping the alcohol stuff. That's the bit that's making you sick the next day. The actual taste of the beverage is not. It's the stuff that's in it, you know, which I think is why what you're doing is just fabulous. That's exactly where we're um, – and thank you. That's exactly why we're – so for this summer, for like our big marketing push, we're going to be at the end of about 40 races, serving beers and just pouring free beers so that people can like drink non-alcoholic beer in this positive environment and be like, wow, this has a place in my life. Like I can drink this at the beach with my kids. I can drink this after a workout. I can drink this with like dinner during the week. And we just want people to associate non-alcoholic beer with different things than they have traditionally. Exactly. And what type of races are they? Are they Spartans or are they just various things? I tried to do Spartan and Tough Mudder, but they were a little too big for me at this stage. Um, so we're doing five Ironman races. Um, we're doing a bunch of half marathons, marathons, uh, trail runs, ultra marathons, um, open water swims, all different stuff. We're trying to go all over the Northeast. And, and I think this is such a great connection. It was it was the best piece of marketing and the best buzz that we've had, um, I must admit, being associated with the Spartans, who we've got a connection with now. We're, we're, they've been really good to us. Um, Ruri, the co-founder, is very friendly with the, uh, the founder of Spartan. But it was just great to see that environment because that's the sort of – 
I think, demographic that you're after. It was that, you know, young men and women who clearly like to be super social, but are also about fitness and family and friendship and connection, and then allowing them to say, do you know what? Look, we can still do all that extra stuff. We can still do all that stuff that other people are doing in our own way with something that tastes delicious, feel grown up, um, and again, skip the debilitating consequences of the alcohol. I think, you know, it's, it's wonderful. So that, the more of that, the better. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, it's amazing too. Where um, I know you have a very high-level athletic background. Um, my athletic background bottomed out at a much lower level. I played uh, up through college of American football, uh, but Division three, so it wasn't that serious. Um, I played football swimming and baseball in high school, um, but I was never a runner whatsoever. And since I stopped drinking, I just love like finding that challenge and I actually love working out and it's one of the best parts of my day and just the different goals and obstacles that my brother stopped drinking two years after I did and me and him just go after all these challenges together. Uh, You know, we do Spartan races, we do trail runs, did a half marathon like a couple months ago. Um, We did a Spartan Beast a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we did the uh, round trip of the Presidential Traverse in New Hampshire, which is up and over Mount Washington, and it's about 23 miles each way in one weekend. So we did about 46 miles on a Saturday and Sunday combined on some pretty hairy terrain. So that was like our biggest challenge to date, but uh, we're both targeting a 100-mile ultra, ultra marathon in Colorado in 2020. So like... Nice. Which is something that, like, I never ever would have thought that I'd be interested or be able to do, and now it's like it gets me excited, and I want to do that, you know. And, and what's the lovely point about that? Again, this is let's just now this social myth. There you are with your brother, you know, and it's classic. You know, I've got two brothers myself. I'm super close to, and for years, our the way we always socialized together was over alcohol. That was it. You know, exactly. and then so, here you are, you've inspired your brother, clearly, there's a connection there, to go alcohol free. And actually, in inspiring him, I'm sure your social bonds have become way tighter than they've ever been because now you're doing these completely different challenges that don't involve just sitting around talking the same old talk over a few beers. You're actually inspiring yourself to go off and, you know, take these real challenges that are going to last you a lifetime. I just think that in itself is a wonderful thing. And this is what we're talking about, isn't it? This whole social myth that, that's out there that you need you need alcohol. Alcohol is the social glue. It's not at all. It's people. It's connection that's the glue. That's just an aside. And actually, it's the aside that, in my opinion, often destroys the social element. Yeah, it really is. And it's, yeah, it, it like, so often alcohol at some stage in every relationship or friendship ruins it if, if it's used to an extent. And like me and my brother, every time we got together, it was, like you said, just having a bunch of beers, barely remembering it, getting super fuzzy and eating a ton of food, feeling terrible the next day, and our wives would hate us. And then now it's, we go meet up, do some crazy challenge, burn 5,000 calories, and our wives are proud of us. So it's like, it's like a total opposite end of the coin. So it's, uh, and then, it's really exciting to see the other elements. And then tell, tell me a bit about, let's sort of dive a bit deeper into the actual business itself and the logistics of you know because we're at the very start of your story in many ways because now you've actually transformed from this the world that the financial world that you're in to where you are now so so lead us into that 
Yeah. So it, um, I've been very fortunate with uh, the team I've teamed up with. Um, so I did all that planning and research and, and not all called beer traditionally. It's been burnt off on the back end and it destroys all quality of the beer. So I did years of research to find out if it was possible doing it from the front end and just brewing to high quality beer to under 0.5%. And uh, ultimately I had very high conviction it's possible. Um, and I went out in search, uh, after I quit my job, I went out in search of a partner to help me make great beer. And I found an amazing partner and a head brewer um, in New Mexico who um, we worked together remotely for a while. And then he moved across the country to join up on my team. Um, wow. And so immediately after John joined the team, the plans grew significantly because he was he's won a bunch of craft beer awards and has is much more skilled than I ever thought I would team up with in a partner. Um, so we ended up raising a bunch more money than we ever thought. We found a great investor team um, that grew very organically from different conversations. Um, and uh, yeah, the plans for our brewery really really grew to about three times what they originally were. So we have we're sitting here in a pretty big brewery in Connecticut for non-alcoholic beer, which is um, really exciting. It's just like a total testament to the faith of our investor team and the excitement in the idea and the impact we could have. Um, so yeah, we just launched on market about three weeks ago, wow. uh, just out of tap room, but it, we're going nationwide in a couple of weeks via e-commerce and then we're going to be branching out in retail outlets as well. So it's really grown very fast from when we we just broke ground on the brewery January 1st after about, um, it was about nine months of fundraising where we did over 100 meetings. Um, and so, yeah, it was a crazy ride of planning, probably three and a half years of business planning. And then, um, yeah, we built out and brewed about 75 very small batches to get at our recipes and uh we're about to go far and wide with our beers hoping to make a big difference oh I'm, it's so exciting just to hear that you know the, uh, the adventure yeah. of it all and what a million miles away i guess from you know the world of finance but then actually running a business in itself i guess a lot of those skills are transferable in many ways you'll probably found that i'm sure along the way but um and it's just opening up your brain isn't it you know and i've been involved in many entrepreneurial pursuits now and the main one really around this one you know beer adventure and it's fantastic yeah. isn't it coming from the broken world and suddenly you just open your world up to all these different ideas whether it's digital marketing which is raising money whether it's you know even copywriting you know because at the start you have to get involved in absolutely everything i'm sure you've you've had your you know your hands dirty in many ways just trying to actually understand the mechanics of this thing and now here you are you know four four years later whatever it is and you're about to go live or you're live onto the market putting your stock out into the world i mean it's just you must be so excited by it yeah it's um and i'm i'm sure like you know speaking from experience like i can't imagine the feeling of putting words on paper and the process of writing books and like you're so good about putting words to thoughts and documenting everything um and uh yeah, it's crazy. Like every inch of this building, I feel like we've earned and dug into and um, it's great. It makes us that much more confident of our footing because we have done every element of the legwork and now we have everything kind of humming and synchronized. And so we're pretty excited to unleash it on the world. Um, it's crazy though. You've, like 
if I thought of five things that would be our biggest challenges in business planning, it is like a whole different set of issues and stuff like regulatory and, um, yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, I think of something like just was saying made with organic grains on our cans is like 160 pages of paperwork and um, all sorts of different stuff. But it's all fun. It's really like I I never ever would have thought that it it was possible to enjoy swinging my legs out of bed in the morning on a weekday and going to do stuff. And like this last Saturday, I woke up at 2 a.m. to go sponsor a triathlon and pour beers in the rain and had a blast doing it. And <laughs> I love it. And again, there's so many parallels. Again, just this weekend, there we were in, in Ireland. It was raining at points, to be fair. It has to rain a little bit in Ireland, but there was also some sun. Um, but same thing, pouring out alcohol-free beer on the finish line or water or trying to encourage people that there's this different life out there, you know. And I, I just think anyone involved in this area – like yourself, is an absolute hero because it's desperately called for, isn't it? It, it desperately called for just to break this, the conventional wisdom of it all, the mindlessness of it all, you know, and I'm not all about abstinence and, and that people, everyone has to be abstinent. Everyone, you know, has, has got their own relationship with alcohol, but that they do start to think outside the box a little bit. And one of the best ways to do that, in my opinion, is to drink alcohol-free beer or is to start drinking more alcohol-free alternatives because you feel like you're part of the gang still don't you You feel like you're still being grown up and social and all those things but you're just starting to remove some of the unnecessary alcohol from your life so and it's definitely needed that we've got brewers like yourself now and the bright minds coming into this type of area that are actually creating like delicious alcohol free alternatives because then there is no excuse we're just lowering the barrier to entry that's the important thing isn't it because i think historically for years alcohol-free alternatives were awful so it made it easy for people to go well i'm not gonna try that it tastes you know it tastes disgusting whereas now they're getting so good there is no excuse to to get stuck in yep i agree it's like and in europe and the uk there have been better options and you guys are ahead of where we are in the u.s in the U.S., there's still nothing good out there. And for someone to be drinking a non-alcoholic beer in a bar, there's such a stigma around that person. And so we just want to lift that stigma. And it's really that positive impact that gets us out of the out of bed every day. And like, it makes coming to work so easy, despite what the challenges are. Like, the challenges are so much easier to deal with than in my old job because you hate being in that seat versus you love being in that seat. Um, and yeah, it's totally, a credit. like you said, it's totally a credit to the work you're doing and people like you are doing in bringing smart people into this world where like you make, you lower the hurdle and like it used to be, there were certain industries or certain people like athletes who would recognize not drinking. But now I think groups like yours and people like you who do so well to put words behind it, are making it easy for like high powered professionals and talented people to go alcohol free and then tell like you've knocked down these walls so they can tell a whole range of people about what they're doing publicly and not have to be shamed about it. And it's really, like you said, like a very virtuous circle where, um, doing an amazing amount of good and like that, it's that what makes it easy for people like us to get out of bed, you know? Exactly, and and it's it's just coming together, isn't it? As you say, it's professional people, empowered people, the 
bright minds going, do you know what, let's just change this around a bit. This is old hat now. Let's, it's time for a change. It's time to inspire our children that actually there are different options, many different options out there. We don't have to follow the same old, same old a drink for every occasion, every celebration, every commiseration. Let's do something a bit different. It's about health, happiness, connection, all those wonderful things. So, um, And what you're doing is, is absolutely stunning. So how could we find out a bit more about you? How can the listeners on the US side of the uh, the water actually get in touch, you know, get hold of, of the, the produce and the, the alcohol-free beer itself? Um, so we're at uh, www.athleticbrewing.com, which has most of our info, but we're Athletic Brewing on Instagram and Twitter also. Um, yeah, and then my email is just bill at athleticbrewing.com too, if anyone wants to shoot me an email directly as well. Perfect. And we'll put all this, because this is going to go into our Alcohol Free Advantage group on LinkedIn and the uh, the live podcast as well, the one you know be a podcast, because I want everyone to hear this message because it, it's so important. So we'll put some details in the show notes for everyone anyway of you know all your contact details. But thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. And what we'll do is in a few months' time, we'll get you back on just to see how things are progressing. So obviously, it's at this embryonic stage now. It's going to be exciting to see how it's going to go. And also, I'd love to do it at some point. I'd love to find out one of these sporting adventures that you're um, you're going to be at, and maybe I'll try and make a little cheeky guest appearance at a trail run or something and see you on the finish line. I'll tell you what, we'll do it together. Awesome. I would love to. I would love to figure out a way for us to both meet in person together and do a race together. I think what we're doing is running so in parallel and both of our backgrounds as well. It was really my pleasure to talk to you. And like I, your group speaks so directly to me and so many people out there. And I really think you're doing a great job lowering the bar for people to make it easy to improve their lives. So um, it was truly my pleasure to talk to you today, Andy. Love it. All right. Well, thanks very much, William. Thank you very much, Andy. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the One Year No Beer podcast. For a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself, head on over to oneyearnobeer.com. One year no beer.com.